All right, before we move on to the next topic here, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at the Love the Star podcast. It is Boomer Jacks. And I keep telling you guys about Boomer Jacks, specifically what Boomer Jacks has ready for you on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's great wing deals. On Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they have great deals for you the rest of the time, too. They got drink specials starting at $3. They have $15 buckets of beer. There are wall-to-wall TVs. Every sporting event you could ever imagine is on the televisions there when you go to Boomer Jacks. They have TVs in the bathroom. There's literally not a time where you will miss a moment of the action. Live music. Like I said, wall-to-wall TVs, great drink specials, great food. It's just a fantastic atmosphere for whatever you're looking for, and it's why we're so excited to have them as our partner here at Love the Star. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. It's where we turn things over to our dear, sweet listeners. Uh, First question here. uh, Let's go with this one from Billy. And maybe this is a little bit like a breakout candidate. Uh, who is this year's Duran Bland, a rookie who doesn't initially start, but maybe becomes a solid contributor by the end of the year? Oh, I've got my answer. If you go if ahead. You, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It, Hunter Lipke seems like a guy it, that's good for draft picks or guys that are one, just a rookie, a rookie who could just who could a rookie. Yeah. They're, they're sure using Hunter Lipke a lot mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. And, you know, is that one back runner? Uh, we'll see if he does the fullback stuff. I haven't seen him do any edge or wing or any of that kind of stuff yet. But I wonder if I wonder if he's going to be that guy that we're really not talking about a whole heck of a lot. That okay, they got a role for him, but then all of a sudden they find out he could do a lot of other different things. You know me, I love Luke Schoonmaker. I, I think that yeah. Luke Schoonmaker, if you if you ask me which rookie could have the most be the most productive, this is one of those things that's uh as you would say, the the receipts, you could go back and get the receipts on this one. Yeah. But I, I really do like Luke Schoonmaker. I know a lot of people love Mozzie Smith and what Mozzie Smith can do, and I think Mozzie Smith is going to be just fine. I think Michigan underutilized Luke Schoonmaker as a receiver. I think that he, I think he's going to show people that he can play. But uh, but that Hunter Lipke is a guy that keep an eye on him because he keeps getting a lot of reps, or he did in the OTAs and mini camps with the ones. You know, they were finding spots for him to to be on the field. So maybe they have a plan for him. All right. So my answer is going to be very similar to Deron Bland. It is going to be a uh, a day three pick from the Mountain West Conference, and it's Junior Fajoko. Um, that, that, look, when we talk about how much trust we give to Dan Quinn and how much we believe in him, that was about the most excited he looked that entire draft weekend is when they got Fajoko. And you just hear there's a, a lot of excitement for him with that player and and just the the energy that he plays with and all the different things that they think he can do. They they honestly, if you go out there and you saw it out at some of these offseason practices, I'll be interested to see exactly how it looks when they get to Oxnard. Um, but you look at the fact that he was in a three-point stance on the edge. He was on a two-point stance standing up. They play him at three technique. They are asking him to do a lot of different things and I, I think that they believe this is somebody who can handle all of these different things we're asking to do. Stand up and rush, rush from, you know, the edge in a, in a three-point stance or, you know, attack as a, a three technique. 
And so I think they they believe in him a great deal. And just with defensive line rotations, I, I think Fajoko's a guy who uh, is going to catch some attention and somebody that Dan Quinn has a very clear, defined idea of how he wants to use him. No love for Overshone, huh? Neither one of us that showed any love there on that one. I like Overshone, okay. They're, they're kind of light at linebacker. There's a they're lot of questions. Yeah, they're, they're very there's high some, on him. Yeah, I know, but they're very light as far as – do you, what do you even know about some of your starters and what do you even know about some of your backups? I mean, yeah. he's got a shot to kind of show up and do some things. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to be given the chance. And this is somebody who at Texas was asked to do everything. I, I mean, this is somebody who rushed occasionally. He played linebacker. He played safety. He did nickel a little bit when he was there early at Texas. He is a true, like, I mean, can play all three levels of the defense, uh, and that's why they were so high. We talked to Mitch LaPointe on DallasCowboys.com on day three of the draft, um, their assistant director of college scouting. And he is uh, actually maybe – is Mitch director of college scouting now? He is the director, uh, I believe, at this They got point. okay. Yeah, they got all kind of – Yeah, yeah he's, exactly. He's a very important person in their scouting uh, group. But um, Mitch LaPointe told us that was somebody they debated taking at, at, when they took Schoonmaker. Like they were willing to take over Sean in the second round, and and they and that was one of his favorite picks of the draft. So uh, definitely a player that that's worth watching, uh, and somebody who can do a lot of different things. Next question here uh, from Brian and Cheryl Burkett. Uh, it says, "Keep reading tweets stating Mike McCarthy is under pressure this season to keep his job. Uh, do you guys see it that way? I personally think McCarthy is finally getting to do what he wants and is confident in himself and his staff. No more pressure." than any other year. I think it's pressure, Brian, from the sense that the fact that he is finally able to do what he wants to do, and that is the way he described it. You heard him a couple weeks ago, said we're finally running the offense that we want to. Um, I think this is, hey, we've had a couple disappointments in the way we've ended the season the last couple years. So this is your your last gasp, and you're going to get to go out your way. You can either save it or have it go the other way. So I do agree that he's finally getting to do what he wants to do and, and have control um, but I think that that only speaks to the pressure he's under in terms of his job security. Yeah, you know, uh, I asked this question again on our radio show, 105.3 The Fan, uh, the G-Bag Nation. I asked my guys in the sports mix. I do that every Friday. And I said, is the pressure on Mike McCarthy, hot seat pressure, media-driven or cowboy front office-driven? And we all kind of came to the realization that it might be more of a dr- uh, media-driven thing mm. than, the, than the Cowboys. Uh, clearly, he has to find a way to, you know, be, you know, have a successful season, have some success in the playoffs. You know, if they bow out again in the divisional round where they don't do anything on offense and all, and he's the primary play caller, and or if in fact the offense doesn't get any better, you know, if they they waste a year of Dak and a waste a year of Ceedee Lamb, and they really never figured anything out for Pollard, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, maybe that's the thing that might ultimately get him. I think Mike McCarthy is going to be back. I, I do. Now the problem is though. The problem is that he is uh, he's in a situation where um, you know he's he's kind of put all his eggs in one basket, and if it doesn't work, well then he'll probably suffer the consequences. But they might figure out some things with his offense, but then still move on from him. Maybe the there's Bobby. The thing that that worries me so much about the Cowboys is the the t- 
turnover on the coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball. That's the big concern for me. It's not the players. It's not Mike McCarthy, the play caller. It's how many things got turned over, you know. So I'm kind of a – I'm kind of like – I don't think their pressure is on him, but I think he has to – okay, I say that the pressure is on him. I think he has to do something different. I think that they have to show that they could still move the ball, they could still score points, but they've got to find a way not to get eliminated in the playoffs. Similar question uh, or or along the the same uh, topic, an offshoot, Joel Armstrong is asking, which player will possibly benefit slash suffer the most from the change in the offensive coaching staff this season? I mean, the easy answer here is Dak Prescott either will suffer the – Dak Prescott will probably be one of these answers. Either Dak is going to suffer the most or benefit the most from the changes. Um, but if you're going to ask me, given the scheme, who's somebody, and then the changes that they've had on the coaching staff, who's somebody that is the the likeliest candidate to, in a vacuum, have success from it or increase success from it, and who's likeliest to have decreased success, uh, I, I think the person most likely to benefit from it is Brandon Cooks from what he's seen the last couple yeah. of years. Yeah, um, it, It's this passing game is is going to see a lot of you know there's going to be two threats this isn't just going to be cd lamb and a bunch of guys they they need to have a second passing threat yeah. I, I think brandon cooks is going to get that and the guy who it sounds like from all the discussion and, and we'll see how it plays out we'll see what the combination looks like but the guy i think who has the chance to most suffer from the staff changes and the the scheme changes here is terrence Steele. i don't if, yeah. they, if they end up sticking terrence Steele at left guard i i don't know what mm. Please don't do that. Kid, kid's done a great job at right tackle. Him and Zach Martin together are a great combination running the football. Please don't do that to Terrence Steele. You know, let him let him play right tackle where he needs to play. Yeah, I, I think that that's exactly what it is. Now, when you look at if, if we're looking at benefits versus, you know, uh, who's going to struggle the most, uh, do you think these changes benefit or or harm Tony Pollard more? You know, I uh, it's, that's a good question. And when you usually say it's a great question, you're thinking about your answer and you're <laughs> thinking about how to put it. I kind of feel like, though, with Tony, uh, they need to get Terrence Steele back at right tackle. They need to figure out what's going on at left guard, whether it's Tyler Smith or whoever. Uh, they, You know, I, I think it actually all the changes will help maybe – Help in a way that they went and got Schoonmaker. I think he's a better point of attack blocker. We'll see what Hunter Lipke can do as maybe a fullback in this um, in this offense. The fact that I think that Brian Schottenheimer has a feel for how to run the ball or want to run the football, I think will help Tony Pollard. We'll see with uh, with Mike Solari how that all works out. But I, I to, to the in the big picture, I think it actually helps him. I think it helps him because, you know, like I say, McCarthy appears to want to do things in a way to help Dak with running game. Schottenheimer can surely scheme that running game. Uh, Solari, everybody's raving about techniques and stuff going on there. I think a lot of it has to do with how healthy uh, Pollard is, which I think he'll be, you know, that's going in the right direction. Schoonmaker, again, there's a lot of things going in a positive way. Uh, they got to figure out how to get him the ball in space by throwing it to him, whether it's screen packages or things like that. 
That does it for us here today on the Love of the Star. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll continue with this roster inventory over the next couple weeks as we lead into training camp, and then we'll be out in Oxnard in a little over a month's time. And then we'll be hanging out with you guys from out there, continue to bring programs with you, uh, bring programs to you. Uh, for Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again later.